Am I super quiet? Hey, you're I, you're a bit quieter now. Yeah, you're a bit quieter I'll than turn the other. Turn it up a little bit. Okay. Well, it's yeah. because you move from your microphone back and forth. So I Sometimes. do a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good thing this is. You're, so, you're so dynamic. Like a microphone. <laughs> Actually, this is a cardioid. Is it? I can't tell I what need, it is. Yeah, this I need is, to yeah, get a yeah, new mic. Uh, I still need to. Get I see a one dy- dynamic, two dynamic, and then the the pop filter on Dave's. And I assume you have a. Are you using the snowball, Steve? No, I'm still using the Yeti. Ah, yeah, so, the snowball cardioid. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh wait. Well, no, I actually did buy a snowball at one point, but I've I've been using the Yeti that we arranged like all those years ago. So that one's much better than the snowball, but that doesn't matter. They're both pretty good. I guess as long Beginner as I'm not picking up radio stations, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Your so cords beginner. just have to I, be like hung, like very meticulously in the air without yeah. touching anything. Oh, it, it is, it is. It's it's hanging over my monitor right now. I mean, luckily it's not in front of the camera like it was the one time. But it's <laughs> so it, let me know. It's I, all good. It's all good. But you know, this is what the people expect on Geeks with Kids. The you know. The geeky podcast from a parenting pod- <laughs> parenting point of view. Oh my god, I, I failed gosh. right at the no. The people get the the the, the lame. <laughs> I see. <laughs> this is podcast okay. kids with I'm, geeks, and I'm bringing the lame. On. It's okay. It's I'll not my fault. I wasn't planning on hosting. No, I am sort of hosting. Um, heel Chris on Twitch is saying we want Matt. We wanted Matt too, but he bailed on us. So boo. boo. He was indeed. he was gonna he was gonna he was gonna rile me up, I'm pretty sure this time. I, yeah, because you're gonna talk about Looper, weren't we? I'll just yeah, have to work next favorite oh. director. We'll yeah. get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. I don't actually have much to say that's negative, to be honest, but we will get mm. to it's it. It's a good movie. Yeah. It is dialogue. It is very good. <laughs> and you know, yeah. ideas All were right. neat. Anyway, let's uh let's just uh get into the intro. We're gonna actually gonna be talking about uh time loop movies a specific type of time travel and I'm pretty sure mm. um time travel time travel movies uh Steve will probably get into it or at least we'll argue about what constitutes uh time travel versus a time loop movie but like we mm. do every week we're gonna start off with what's good what we're liking in our lives so let's go with Steve what do you like in your life Steve what what's good what's your yum Yum. Yum. <laughs> you started right out of the gate. I didn't think I did. that would happen this time. No, no. I'm gonna have to rewind that. I couldn't I couldn't annoy again. Matt with it, so I'm just gonna go straight Fair enough. annoy you. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. Get the start the annoyance early. Uh yeah, well, because the topic uh, this week is uh is time loops. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying the, the time loop movies. I just uh we'll talk about it, but I've been working my way through. I, I have these like moments where I'll not be able to get myself out of bed and then you know a day like today where I'll watch five time loop movies in a row. And it's like, this is my life now. This is, this is my analogy for the world. It's uh, it's never ending existential horror. It's fantastic. So yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying my movies. I've, I've, uh, I've constructed a list of approximately 60. It, it keeps changing. Um, some movies count and some movies don't count. And I discovered new ones and I'm, uh, let me see how far I get this morning. Uh, I have made it to 39, uh, Good Lord, 39 man. films. Now, uh, to be fair, I had to remove some, and also two of those, three of those are shorts. So they don't, so 36 actual movies. There was that uh, short that Dave shared that was really good. Yeah, I counted that one. But yeah, yeah, there are actually two YouTube videos and one 30-minute television show on my my list. So not counting those, it's 36, but yeah, I really like that one. We should definitely bring that one up. Though. Oh, I forgot That's to watch the, short. I forgot to watch the Time Loop uh, Supernatural episode. I know Dave mentioned it like last week mm. or two weeks ago. 
Yeah, I've been trying to avoid television as well because that would just like the list is already so overcomplicated, and we're, we'll talk about the definitions and it's of it. Whole TV show. There's like several TV shows that yes. are essentially time loops, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And I, I was like, you know, when this is all done, maybe I'll get to that. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not there. So anyway, that's why yum, endless time loops, endless time loop hell. It's great. Fair, fair. What about you, Dave? What are you liking? I bet you think I'm going to say Apex Legends. I'm not, because we talked about it earlier. <laughs> uh, I, I started playing. I got. To, I convinced one of my buddies to play Gloomhaven with me. The it's it's out. Like the beta is still out, but you don't need to sign up for a special beta to play multiplayer. <clears throat> Bunch of new contents out, and we're having lots of fun. We're just killing lots of monsters. Uh, if you don't know what Gloomhaven is, it is a board game that was kickstarted. I don't know, like four years ago, and it's yeah. massive, and it's yeah. basically like a lot. It's like D and D without having a DM, which a yeah. lot of games do. This game does it kind of well, but it's a very unique sort of like it's not like your typical fighter, hmm. wizard, elf stuff. It's got its own kind of universe. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty it looks fun. like you're actually playing on a board game. It, yes, they just translated the board game to the PC, which is, you know. Some people don't like that. Like some people want it. Like if you want an RPG, why don't you just play, you know, pen and paper D&D? &D? But if you want to play a computer game, why wouldn't you just play a computer game? But sometimes yeah. you want those things to meld because you do. Mm -hmm. it's I have to agree. I, I mean, I haven't played Gloomhaven, um, but I was aware of it, uh, you know, due to my interest in board games the last few years. And um, yeah, it was just when you go to the store, you see this thing. It is literally a box like yeah. this big. Right. And. Mm -hmm. that isn't even when you have it all sorted and organized you end up having like a much larger thing with all these like slots and it just it looks crazy but it's That's one of those the, games where i i fear that people buy it and then they don't really actually play it because it's probably overwhelming and, and frankly it's one of i those think games where like you kind of just play it once yeah yeah like it's got cards you like rip i don't know if you rip them up but you have to like open oh. things at different times like yeah you can't you don't get all the stuff right away you have to unlock other classes yeah. play it's like those uh pandemic seasons yes yep. or, or yeah this is like next level and, you know uh this is next legacy. level be yeah because there's just so much it's it's based around that almost and mm. um yeah frankly i do feel some board games verge on they, they are computer games and yeah when you start to realize how much math and how much tracking you've got to do it it's better to wait for the computer game version <laughs> which inevitably comes out it's weird because like the board game does feel like a nice niche, but it's so much better to play the computer game. Like I played it on tabletop sim before I knew they were doing a computer game. And luckily I had a version that set itself up, but I still do all the work manually. Like I played with just one of my friends at the start of la like March last year. And I was keeping track of all the damage and all that stuff for all the monsters. I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to set, I don't have to pull out any cards. I'll just click here, go there. And it, it's it's kind of nice, but the thing is, that's just that's just a video game, it's, you know. It's like what I don't know. It's weird because you could play in person. You could just play this game next to somebody, mm. right? Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a whole other. Yeah, no, I think it's a whole other topic because, like, you know, when I got to the end of my, because I haven't really been on top of board games recently, but like a few years ago, like I was like really into it, and yeah, there's definitely games where you could argue it's like is this really worth the time? Because <laughs> you, you kind of have to sit down and go like, why are we getting together in the first place? Right? Yeah. Like, is it because we want to actually enjoy each other's company? Or is it because we really like want to grind and take apart this thing together? Yeah. Right? And yeah, there are some games that are just 
yeah, they scale better as computer games and, and others that are like. And it's way cheaper enough. to buy the three core books for D and D than it is to buy a copy of Gloomhaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gloomhaven's expensive. And yeah, I that's a hunk you, of paper. It's actually less complicated to pick up the essentials kit and start playing that than it is to play. <laughs> but then you have to have a DM. Is the thing you don't need a DM for Gloomhaven. That's the benefit. Sure. Yeah, I will say that uh, I have a bunch of friends that are big board game like people like they had board game nights all the time before the pandemic and they are very thankful that there are video game versions of these board games because they just play it online together with the same people and so they'll be playing you can play ticket like the games like ticket to ride and monopoly are all fine yeah but it's when you get like like playing Catan on the computer is yeah fine they they play Catan on the computer but when you get into like really new like you do you want to play twilight imperium on the computer or should you just play stellaris yeah, dude, at that point, that's, like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Twilight Imperium. Yeah, no, Stellaris is is I would say arguably better. And Twilight Imperium, the only reason you play it is to have a ping pong table in someone's basement for nine months and <laughs> and to look at all little miniatures yeah. and and drink beers and never really play it. I mean, that's it's a great game, but it's a great game. It's a game in that you're just plays. getting. Yeah, it's a game that you get together and you you admire, right? But but yeah, if you were serious about the game, you'd just play Stellaris. Yeah, I, I agree. Interesting, interesting. That's my um. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to paint little miniatures. Just Good. I have lots of them everywhere. Paint. <laughs> I don't like painting. I just buy them. I love painting. Did I did? Oh, I didn't put that. Um, there's a link I posted on Facebook. Uh, there's this company in the states. Adam Savage actually just talked about them that does model accurate paint for Star Wars models. So they're the actual paint that they did for the um, the official ILM model. Just buy the X-Wing miniatures. Like the X-Wing Starfighter, those are all based on the models and they're painted properly. And but stuff people and like painting their own stuff. All right. Just I saying. Like doing it, but... It's expensive, though. It's like 125 pounds. Oh, I know. I yeah, probably I have several thousand set. dollars worth of X-Wing like, miniatures oh, that I haven't I meant for the paint, just the paint. Although, to be yeah, fair, that's regular paint prices for that many uh, paint bottles. All right, Hawk. What are you yumming on? Yum, 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 yum. I am yumming on Jupiter's uh, legacy. I told you, Dave. I told you, Dave. (laughs) Dave has words for you. Yeah, oh, if you like this. it, you like oh, it. Just, that's you know, it. We don't we don't yuck anyone's yum. Will interject. Nah. <laughs> don't yuck don't yuck that yum. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a fantastic little series and that you know maybe it's not the most original and that but at the same time it, it was a, it it was a great it was a great watch. I mean Eric and I were kind of going through like some of the some of the you know the markers in the in the series and that you know, it was like oh there's an island from Lost. Yeah, I know. It was very <laughs> it was fun, but like. I saw the twist like way early. <laughs> like I just I don't assume... like things that aren't done. That's that's fair. That's it, not they, a complete story. Didn't they? It's not a complete story. Didn't well, they... no, it's volume one of a story. Right, yeah. but they go this is season one, and then the show closes like in the middle of a scene. Like it's like it's not like I understand like they want ooh let's do a cliffhanger. Yeah, but it was legitimately like it's like like they might as well just cut someone off mid sentence. <laughs> so abrupt, I was like, because the last episode's a little shorter too than the other one. It was like thirty, yeah, and the other ones are about forty to fifty, fifty five, yeah. something like that. And some, and they I was just like, okay, this is gonna be a short episode. We'll get to the thing, and then they'll kind of close it out, and then they'll prep for another season. No, this is just they didn't finish this season is what it felt like. There should be another episode. They ended it sort of like they did in the in the comics, which is Oh, sure, sure. Like I don't I never read the comic. Like I like Mark Millar a lot of his stuff, but it just what? Just finish yeah. the thing. I I would tell people, <laughs> just wait for season 2. 
then because there fucking better be if there's not I'm they, they got picked annoyed. up they got picked up for season Good. two so i love that cast too like yeah, yeah. the cast is fantastic jo- this is probably the best thing i've ever seen josh to hamilton uh ben daniels what is great he was him. amazing in transformers the first transformer <laughs> Uh, well, Las Vegas. Don't you remember that great show with James Caan? <laughs> I love Ben Daniels. Ben Daniels was on the UK version. It was literally called Law and Order UK. Law and Order. Yep, yep. Oh my God, that was that might have been better than regular Law and Order. I liked it better. Yeah, right? I, I I would argue that it was. I mean, I'm a huge Law and Order fan, and they took those scripts and and I I have beef with Chris Chibnall for what he's done to Doctor Who, but I will give him credit that. Uh, in rewriting and repurposing those uh, UK episodes, he did a great job. That cast was so, also yeah. incredible, like Battlestar really and like Jamie Bamber. Yeah, Jamie yep. Bamber. Yep. Yeah. Man, that was I really like that cast. Um, Dave, you can go a little bit louder. Oh yeah. well, I'm the only one who didn't actually see uh, Jupiter. Yeah, so yeah. Hawk, would you mind telling me what what would be your overall explanation of the show? Uh, basically, it is this the beginning of and toward rounding towards the end of a story of a, of a group of people in that who found who discovered this this amazing, you know, these amazing gifts and that, uh, you know, superpowers. Uh, they formed this uh, group, sort of like a Justice League. They they've been going for probably about 80 years and that they're slowly aging. You can see it in their faces and that, you know, this, mm. they contrast it between like 1929 and that to, you know, 2020 where they're wow. currently at. Um, Josh Duhamel plays the utopian. Uh, he's uh, still Superman. active, but he's <laughs> yeah, he's basically like a Superman being. He has a son who he hopes will take his place. In that that's the uh, legacy, pretty much, is that, that yeah. their children have gained powers and they're the next step. But mm. there's some strife between the older generation and the newer generation. Mm. Okay, yeah, cool. Because of the, the, because of a code. Yeah, that he holds these beliefs dear to himself that, you know, heroes never kill. They can always find a way in that. And he finds his son straying from that code. Um, his daughter. Which is understandable why he strayed from that yeah. code. Yeah. His daughter, who he has written off as a lost cause and that because she seems more interested in, in doing fashion magazines and partying. And Coke. <laughs> and whatever that so much was. Coke. At one point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Superheroes on meth. Yep. Yikes. Our, I find weirdest maybe is that the characters are in their like 30s when they kind of get their powers mm-hmm. and then they're the they're basically the Justice League and then their kids are like 20 and it's a year like presumably like modern day like the you know the mid to late 2000s so did they wait like 80 years to have kids like it seems like it didn't it It sort of seems like that 80 years to have kids basically none of their kids are like off by it you know a jet like they just went hey we went from uh the silent generation or the greatest generation to gen Gen Z or yeah they're not even gen Z. oh yeah they're they're millennials yeah they're basically is, millennials. So it's like, they are what happened to the boomers? What happened to Gen X? Like, this is. <laughs> is that the timeline in the comics as well? Or did they fight? Yeah, the yeah. Or... So they were they were around the Depression uh, era. And then it's I think pre- the comic yeah, came pre- out in the 2010s. So. They're pre-World War okay. II superheroes. Yeah. And their kids are like 20 in the hmm. 2000s. So well, maybe, it, maybe like, they'll be a the surprise. 80s were, were a weird time, man. That's, yeah. what, that's why they made like it takes place at the start of like the Great Depression and that actually, you know, most of the story actually takes place on the day of the big Wall Street crash. Yeah, and, I like that. That was really good. Yeah. Black like his Friday. family. 
Yeah, his family loses everything right. in that. But uh, yeah. Oh man, it, that scene. I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, but the, it's contrasted. Like, there's this great kind of contrast between the, the hero's journey that the, this small group of people undertook, trying to get to this place, not against all odds, and that, and where they are at this moment in time right now. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so, so the, the main I cast. I get to watch. Is, yeah, it, it's actually yeah. really good. Well, it sounds interesting. Yeah. The main cast is Josh Dumal, Duhamel, 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 Ben Daniels, Leslie Bibb, Lost. Um, Andrew Horton, Elena Campuris, uh, yeah, Mike Wade, Matt Lanter, who's the voice of Anakin Skywalker from Rebels yes. or um, oh, that Rebels Clone, Clone Wars, Wars. Clone Wars. everything, Clone Wars, everything, yeah. everything. And he's also um, he was in Timeless, which is a really good TV show. I forgot. Yeah, I wanted to mention. I remember watching it. Saying, it's nice to see him in live action stuff because yeah. I know he's really well known for his voice work mm-hmm. in nerd circles. But he is a very good. He's actor. a good actor. actor. Yeah. Yeah. And to think, he auditioned for Anakin Skywalker and didn't get it. Oh, really? <laughs> Everyone he's not auditioned. Super tall, right? Like he's fairly like normal. Like he's yeah. Buff and everything. He, he's like five ten or something. But and- Christian. Uh, Hayden Christensen is like six Hayden, foot. What was I gonna call him? Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Christian Haydenson. Um, yeah, he's tall. Oh, I like that Christian Haydenson. <laughs> Your next D and D character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that Tyler Maine was in this. Uh, and right, you did not recognize him. I was listening to his voice. I was like, he sounds familiar. <laughs> and it was Sabretooth, baby. Sabretooth, yeah, man. Oh, Matt Lanter though, so good. Oh, and uh, Kerwood Smith is in it for a small cameo. <gasps> yeah, Phenomenal. small cameo. Great cameo. Every time he shows up in anything, he's just like, damn, he's so good. I actually found a, uh, that's one of the shorts. I'll have to send it to you guys. He was in a, a 30 minute uh, a time loop movie mm. and it's horrific. I mean, oh. just poor Kurt, Kurtwood Smith, man. He's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just gives it his all. <laughs> You're just like, oh, this poor bastard. <laughs> Did we talk about Invincible? Has it, has it been that long since haven't it ended? Have talked about it enough? No, because everyone <laughs> should watch it. Uh, it, yeah, so I still haven't watched Maybe it. Maybe I will so, because J.K. Simmons was in one of the movies we all watched. Yes, that's true. And I, I just realized that because I only made it to that movie. He's in morning. everything. He's so good. he's great. He's so good. Yeah, you know, I don't want to compare Invincible and um, and Jupiter, but I'm just sort of curious, like, because I got to watch them both. I mean, I'm not going to not watch one of them. But, you know, is there anything you guys would have to say in comparison? You know, uh, it, the there show? is the issue of the whole father son dynamic. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, different angles. Different, yeah. Did yeah, I watch like Sky High as well while going to? Watch, yes, like, we and, should like, do this. Girl in love, and just do like all the a legacy thing. Son- yeah, yeah. Ooh, legacy superheroes. I love that. That's a good idea. <gasps> right. Great topic. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Batman Junior. And yeah. Uh, well, now that uh, I, and Superman now has watch, his new son. I guess that's not in a cartoon. Do you need to watch the latest season of Young Justice? Ooh, um, what's it called? Uh, oh yeah, I never uh, saw the first. Fourth it's season. good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's always good. Justice League, or Young Justice, Justice League, they're all good. Um, yeah, anyway, me, what am I liking yes. right now? Uh, cares. Everyone cares. <laughs> um, I have been really digging Subnautica Below Zero. Uh, <laughs> it just came out on Friday. It's very good. It's uh, They actually um, optimized it for the PS5, so the controls are good and everything smooth as butter. It's Great, I love that game. But before that, and still currently I'm still playing, is uh, Returnal, which is a house marquee Ooh. game. And it is a time loop game where every time yeah. you die, you restart. So it's actually, a, it's a roguelike game where, you, you know, you go through, you gather things, and you get skills, and then if you die, you lose it all, or most of it. Occasionally you keep some stuff, 
usually when you beat a boss, you'll keep a special thing, or if you find something special in a level like an upgrade, um, like a grappling hook or whatnot. Um, it's so good. There's also um, the aesthetic is very alien Prometheus, but without the stupid scientist. That's why I keep telling you guys. Um, and break every protocol. <laughs> oh my God, let's just take off our helmets right now. <laughs> My Don't God. run perpendicular to that giant thing that's about oh, to fall. No, no. Oh, that away from it. Two movies, two movies of stupid. I mean, oh, we still got to do our Prometheus episodes. Like, where no, alien we don't thing. need to. We don't need I, to. As I far as I'm concerned, Alien about... ended. Yeah, yeah. So, you know the Titan what? Prometheus and how he gave us fire, and that's why you know that's. It was a good. Nice. I, it, I like it. it nice. just, no. Oh. Everybody wants to talk about Jesus suffering for our sins, but how about the guy who gave us fire and has had his liver eaten for all of eternity? Uh, He's on like a time loop. The guy who gave us uh, fire was what's his name from Moana? That's Prometheus. That's uh, Prometheus. That's why it's I'm called thinking, Prometheus. I'm thinking of uh, Moana. Um. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I only know Western we because lost I'm, our fandoms. I'm white milk toast. <laughs> um, so um, it's really good. It's a really good game. Um, was shot nice. in Toronto and area. Said OG Silent. I assume that's uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Was that shot I in Toronto? So, yeah, crazy. Yeah, so. uh, probably. Just like, my friend messaged me the other day. Speaking of shot around Toronto and area, my friend messaged me the other day. I was telling Hawk this, and she was uh, she was walking home from work, and she ended up just watching them film. Um, Umbrella Academy, downtown Hamilton. I was like, okay, I've seen enough mm-hmm. of them because they were filming them going into the academy, right? And then she started walking home and turned a corner, and it was the boys shooting. <laughs> so it was like, it was like one sort of not not a random, like just a random like comic book scene until the most violent <laughs> thing she walked into. They, um, That's awesome. Uh, Carl Urban just posted that they finished; they're halfway through filming, and that means Jensen Ackles is on set now. Oh yeah, did you see his uh, beard? It's huge. Soldier boy, man. Like oh. if I was willing to go outside during the pandemic, I would go look to see those people Me in, too. in the city, but I'm not willing to go outside. So mm. he would have been in it. Like he was originally supposed to be Hawkeye, right? So that would have been it. What in it, Marvel? Yeah. He, he was oh, one of the last, but he couldn't because of supernatural. Right. Well, he also wanted mm. to be Batman. Just straight up wanted to be Batman. In the of course he does. He, I think he's got to play. I think he's got to voice Batman now, but. He was yes. really good as Red Hood, and I would like to see him play a live-action Red yes, Hood. Yes, 100%. Um, what was I talking about? Returnal! It's great. It's a bullet yeah. It's a bullet hell game as well, so it's like vomity, bright lights of uh, everything. It's such a fun game. It's such a Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's for me, because I don't generally play roguelikes or bullet hells, but yeah. just the whole time loop element of it, and it does kind of look fun, so I'm definitely, when I get past movie 60 on my list i'll i'll, I'll look into it more you seriously remember i think that'll be the perfect transition you know like yeah. just enter a video game that never ends you know like that's my life it's remember when perfect. you watched me play hollow knight and you're like i would never play this game because it would yes. make me so angry it's yes. it's like that but oh, no. in in a 3d shooter a 3D way 3d environment like <laughs> that's what it looks like to me it is it's 100 that yeah Right. It's infuriating, but so like when you beat a boss and you're just like oh. in, like a sliver of health, and you're just like yes, and like I try not to like swear uh, as loud as I can. In I'm already like, playing joy. games with a mental health as it is, like with this this time <laughs> loop movie thing. Maybe maybe I shouldn't play that game. I don't know. It, it's so good. Uh, um, normally we go into the news now, but there's nothing really that nothing came out other other 
than the Snake Eyes trailer. Did you guys see this? I did actually. It looks okay. I did not see this yet. Oh, did you see it, Hawk? I watched it. I watched it last night. Um, I it was it was pretty good. I just yeah, you know, I just didn't you know I did see what like what I wanted to see more action. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's a it's a first trailer. I have a gripe yeah. with this trailer. Why? Because they called it fucking Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. 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 Oh! So well of a series. Wolverine and uh, X-Men. They just should call I, it, just call it Snake Eyes. I didn't know they were going to subtitle that. I thought it was just going to be called G.I. Joe. Or like funny. the first G.I. Joe, like the first G.I. Joe, like Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Like don't, don't, you don't, don't put Origin, just don't, it's such, it just, it doesn't make a <laughs> yeah. movie sound yeah. interesting. No. Yeah. But, Seeing Andrew Koji kick ass is amazing yeah. in anything. Um, I love him so much. It will be good yeah, despite the title. Yeah. And uh, like for two seconds, you get to see Scarlet. Uh, <laughs> she's like, you see a little flash of red hair. Now, is this actually supposed to coincide with the current G.I. Joe chronology at all? Do we know? Or is it just Those like, movies? let's start over? Because- this is a start over because um, uh, Scarlet is played by Samara Weaving. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. really? Was, uh, what's her face? Um, the British actress who played it the last time, right? The British? Was there uh, British? Because I, I know Rachel name. Nichols played her in yeah, the original what, yeah. G.I. Joe's Rise of Cobra. Movies. 2009. Wow, that's 12 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's what kind of throws me is that like they did have like some good casting for some of this stuff. Like The Rock was perfect for Roadblock, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Channing Tatum was fine as Duke. Um, yeah, I Duke. Thought, I thought was, boring, was so good. Yeah. I thought the Baroness was good. I thought Destro and like like uh, even Cobra Commander, like all the casting was pretty well great. But they just couldn't keep making those movies for some reason. Even though yeah. the second one's pretty good, yeah, I haven't looked that. into it. I th- yeah, I thought the second one was pretty decent. I thought that was a little bit more like what they should go for. And yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's like some production hell like history there. So maybe we'll the, second, the second movie had that really great scene with Snake Eyes and uh, Jinx. Wasn't Bruce Willis her... in that? Yes, he plays uh, the original something. Joe. Yeah, he that's plays the, the original yeah. GI Joe. The, like the but GI Joe is is based on this one character. Oh, Joe. Hawk, you're talking about the one in that like Japanese temple area? Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like that yeah, scene. The... Yeah, this is a great scene, actually. Yeah. Um, OG, somebody, so, sorry. So, yeah. Sorry, somebody tried to pass that off as the new clip, the new trailer for the Snake Eyes movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, OG Cylon wrote, um, Snake Eyes was a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's fair. That's no, fair. Maybe that's why that they had to change it. I don't know. Oh, probably. But that's what I mean. Like, don't put like the, like put, you can put the colon in, but don't throw in Origins. Just call it like. Snake Eyes. I, origins. I, I, <laughs> please, No. <laughs> Snake Eyes, the GI Joe one. <laughs> Just like GI Joe stories, like 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 Star Wars. A GI Joe story. Yeah. <laughs> Snake Eyes, Yo Joe. Yo. Knowing half the battle. Snake Eyes, pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> pork chop sandwiches. Fresh pots. Fresh pots. Ah. Um. Goodness. Other than the that, only other. Yeah. Was there, there was there one any? other thing, but it's not not really worth talking about because i didn't look into it but spiral came out for those people who are i heard it was terrible i don't know i haven't watched yet and i'm not that big a a soft fan to begin with so i was kind of like yeah i might look into it but if only matt moore was here to talk about it i don't know if he saw it either i don't know i doubt all our movies are also mass effect legendary edition also came out last week i don't care and it's like people are liking it i i played them already 
Don't yeah, play that's it on PC. Fine. That's all we hear. They, they owe me a copy for, for buying Anthem, and I, I haven't heard that I've gotten my free copy of uh, Andromeda. <laughs> they owe us just for yeah, playing yeah. Andromeda. Yeah, everyone who bought those two games should be getting a free copy. I, I don't so think until I hear. Did anyone I, I beat care. Andromeda other than me? Uh, yes, I know I know only one other person. I know people who platinumed Andromeda oh on the place. I only know one other person besides you, Eric, and the, the huge circle of us that all went nuts. I did it, it out of spite. I was like, yeah. I bought this game. I gotta finish it. Finish this damn game. <laughs> it God. doesn't elicit any other emotion, so. No. Nope. I got my money's worth. I played the heck out of the multiplayer, but I mean, no, I, I just oh. I stopped. There is one other thing. Uh, last week they released the first trailer for Netflix's. No, sorry, let me rephrase that. Not Netflix's. Jeff Lemire's uh, Sweet Tooth. Um, so that's a. That trailer. That? Wait, I'm that, thinking of Candyman. No. Candyman came out a while ago. Yeah, Sweet Tooth is a comic book series by Jeff Lemire, who's a Canadian comic book artist. You may know him from, um, what did he do? He did um, that Gord Downey album. Uh, oh. The Secret oh. Path, and he's done a number. He did Essex County right. and a number of other amazing graphic novels. But um, his Vertigo, I think it was Vertigo, right? DC, maybe it was yes, just on DC. Yeah, I th- thought it was on Vertigo. His uh, Sweet Tooth uh, series is getting turned into a Netflix series. And it, by all, like everything I've seen on it, it looks pretty much spot on to the comic, which is great. It's being uh, produced by Robert Downey Jr. It has Will Forte in it. I'm going to watch it. Yep. Um, I love Will Forte. It's He's pretty, great. Pretty much what happens is that during a global pandemic, Ooh. Um, there's a <laughs> <laughs> something happens and then uh, hybrid humans start being born. So Sweet Tooth is a half deer, half human, and then we follow his adventures. I don't really want to spoil it. It's actually really good. Um, and Will Forte is playing his father. So what's not to like? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so other notable people in it is James Brolin's in it, then Dania Ramirez, some other people. I'm sure. Anyway, it's really. It looks really good. Um, I can't wait to to watch it. Check it out. It comes out on June 4th. Soon. Anyway, I'm going to pass the reins over to Steve. Steve, are you ready? Or do you want me to list off the the movies we're going to talk? We're talking about time loop movies. So this is pretty much a movie where a central character keeps on reliving the same day over and over again. I don't know, Steve, yeah. is that the basic premise of a time loop movie? No, I, I don't know. I don't want to be the expert on this. This was the dumb project that I was uh, saying before the show was kind of inspired by a couple movies that came out recently. Um, <clears throat> I had friends mention uh, Palm Springs was fun uh, around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we were sort of talking about, it was a movie I probably never would have even bothered to have watched because, you know, the, the cover art and everything doesn't really appeal to me. And um, yeah, they said, yeah, it's it's like it's like Groundhog Day, but like a, a modern version of it. And that kind of planted a little seed in my head. I started thinking, oh, yeah, OK, well, that could be interesting, you know, like revisiting that concept. I, I don't know what they would do with it. And then in January, um, Boss Level was released online. And uh, that's a movie with uh, oh, let me get uh, yeah, the actor's Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Yeah, Frank Grillo. Who I, I love. Yeah, and it's directed by like you know uh, 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 Joe uh, Carnahan, who's like you know done like lots of eighteen you know, really important. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, no, he's done. <laughs> he's done a lot of like tank? action movies. So <laughs> I was like, 
that sounds like a lot of fun. And I, I saw the little promo where like, you know, like Grillo was talking about his, his role and, and sort of compared it to sort of Groundhog Day. And I was like, okay, okay, this is, there's something here, you know? So I decided, decided to create a, a Groundhog Day short list of movies that follow that type wait, wait, wait. of- Wait, uh, short list? Yeah, well, originally, <laughs> originally I was like, okay, I, I, I just want to find four or five movies uh, and I started looking into it and the list got bigger and bigger and I kind of let it go. And then I guess two weeks ago, finally collected and just said, all right, let's do it. I've got enough now. And yeah, I currently have around 60 to 70 movies. And uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that because as I've gone through, I've decided some of them don't really count as time loop movies, like they're time travel movies, but, but what actually is the loop? And I've decided that for Groundhog Day rules, all right, which is a type of movie, which all five of the movies we're going to be talking about fall under, uh, the character has to repeat a day or uh, a sequence of time at least three times, because there are some movies where it only happens three times, not not the ones we're talking about. And um, generally, uh, they don't, they, they, there's usually a condition that allows them to escape the loop. Um, and for the five that we're talking about, generally it's, Kind of they start as a jerk and they basically come out a, as a better person now that's not always required uh for time loop movies but yeah for r5 uh i i think that they they all share that loose template and yet i thought that these five movies kind of did some fun things with the formula you know after it being established by groundhog day yeah so, so yeah yeah so you had uh this is this is to call back to the pre, uh predestination film which is a I would argue a time travel movie because he's not reliving the same day over and over again. He's going back yep. into his timeline and changing things and, you know, and because of and trying to fix things. Right. But he ends up becoming the cause of that issue, which is the predestination paradox in itself. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, like, sort of see what would happen as I went through this list. And yeah, some movies I've just given up and it just said, no, that's just time travel because that's just, I like no Looper. way of Looper is a time it. travel movie, yes. not a yeah. time loop. Movie. Yeah, because there's consequences to your actions in Looper, but in a movie like that, like a time loop is everything resets to the way it was the yeah. same way. Whereas if time travel, potentially you could run into yourself again or yeah. you have done something and it has remained that way, whatever you've changed it to, even though you went back in time again, right? Well, I, also, I'm allowing. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I think there's an important element to add to this. Everybody in these time loop movies, uh, they don't have agency over this this whole time, this time loop, and that the, it's almost yeah, yeah. as if they've experienced some sort of a curse. It's not like they're actively using time to, you know, or some method to go back into their own timelines. They're people who are, yeah, cursed basically, and you know, forced to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, because I've been watching so many movies, and because I'm I am who I am. I decided to create like a very convoluted, you know, categorization system. And so for the purposes of Groundhog Day uh, and most of the movies we're watching today, it is an unlimited fixed point conditional recursion with cognitive continuity, <laughs> meaning that the loops are unlimited in theory. They always start at the same point. Um, the conditional part is, well, whatever it is that gets them out of it. Uh, it's a recursion because it's a reset, right? Um, and then they still remember everything after each loop, which is uh, cognitive continuity. Some of the loops sometimes in some movies have other things. That, and the protagonist uh, is a featherless biped. Yes. <laughs> right. But 
I will argue for the causal loop movie because yes, it's not the same kind of loop and we could say, oh, that's starting to venture into time travel, but there is a small group of films which are tight causal loops, which I have decided to call uh, interwoven causal uh, Ouroboros, which is like the snake eating its own tail. Mm -hmm. um, because, it. sorry. Uh, nice. Oh, uh, oh, oh just, it went yeah, away. we got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. it's, my arm's invisible. <laughs> yeah, I have an infinity tattoo on my arm. So it's totally different from a repeating loop movie, but I would argue that it still counts as a loop and not just any other time travel movie, because if it's done properly uh, and done well, it is actually just one loop or possibly an infinite loop in some cases, right? Sometimes they actually get out on the other end, like it'll go like this and then like that. Other times it's just, it actually goes forever. And uh, I'd say predestination goes forever, right? Like if you if you work it through, like if you work out who anyone becomes and what they end up doing. So there's not very many, though. Um, mostly a lot of movies just all fall into just time travel hijinks. But I have decided that I'm going to keep a few causal loop, permanent causal infinite loop movies also on the list. But there, honestly, I, I've only come across uh, four uh, out of the 30 or so I've watched so far. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, hmm. Should we go into the movies? Yeah. The first one on your list was 1993's Groundhog Day. It was directed by Harold Ramis and written by Danny Rubin and Harold Ramis. It stars Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, and a bunch of other people. Do you want me to go yeah. into it? It's, it's about a weatherman who finds himself inexplic inexplicably living the same day over and over again. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So why'd you pick this movie? Uh, well, I mean, the whole thing the whole premise of uh, Palm Springs being sort of a redux of this movie made me think, wow, you know, like, has there been any other movies? And that's why I started doing more research. And there have been like a couple that took place before this one, but everybody refers to Groundhog Day. In fact, it's referred to in a lot of the movies that we watched. You know, it's just sort of by ubiquitous. Name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by name. Like, yeah. it exists as a thing in yeah. the other movies, which I thought was really funny. Um, so, yeah, it, it's the quintessential time loop movie when people talk about this type of thing. And um, I also hadn't watched it in a really long time. So I thought, oh, that might be kind of fun. And I guess also part of background for this whole time loop thing, I, I, it's also maybe due to this whole situation that we're all in, you know, stuck at home and nothing really happening. And I guess it was sort of a way for me to, to explore it cinematically without going straight to like pandemic movies, which might've been more depressing, but I'm there not really were, sure. Remember there were plans when we were going to yeah. do that last year and we're like, oh, this will be fun. And now we're, we're in year two. We're getting a bunch of fast food. Yep, and then that was it. That was the whole plan was just reviewing. One fast day food. we will do that, and then the yes. pandemic hit. God damn it! It's, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that was sort of part of my masochistic, my cinematic masochistic nightmare that I designed for myself. But um, I, I was really surprised. Groundhog Day really holds up. Yeah, uh, I, I really, yeah, yeah. Like it, the reason it's like the quintessential time uh, loop movie is it's it's really well done. Like it, it does all the things you would want to do in that scenario. And it has him try certain things, you know, like to try to figure out things and it doesn't work. And then he just kind of accepts it and he goes through like all the phases of grief, you know, and, and, and um, without realizing it, you know, he, he becomes a better person by the end, you know, and yeah. it's, 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 it's fun. It's a fun story. And He's you haven't discovered a movie that with that premise from before, right? Like through in your research. 
Not one that's Heath. done quite like that. No, not yet. But there are time loop movies from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's one or two. Um, now I actually hadn't made it to. There's there's two French ones that I'm curious to check out. It's one like apparently the 70s. is seventies. Sixties. Seventies. Sixties. There's two from the sixties. Yeah. Uh, Jetem, Jetem. Oh, that's which right. I haven't we watched yet. This, uh... That's about three or four down my list. And there's another one uh, that actually is somehow connected to Twelve Monkeys, which oh, really La Jeté. Is... Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, see, I hadn't even heard of that movie. Yeah. And people, yeah. yeah, apparently it is the inspiration it's, for that one. It's so a sh- it's know. a short film, but it, it's weird because it doesn't actually involve uh, motion film in that. It's 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 told it's through images uh, and yeah. narration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they'll count. I mean, I haven't gotten back to those ones yet, but uh, but yeah, we'll have to see. Do you guys remember seeing uh, Groundhog Day for the first time? Did you watch it back then, or was it a later watch for you guys? It was on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's all been on TV a lot recently, especially yeah. in February. It, oh, it always. Yeah. You know, they do it constantly in February. I don't even remember the first time I saw it. No, it was probably like on VHS. I don't. I definitely didn't see it in the theater when no, it came out. I don't think yeah, I've ever seen a physical copy of this movie. But I've seen it played on TV hundreds of times. And yet yeah. nothing wow. was cut out of it because I remember everything in this movie. <laughs> no, there's anything. There's not really anything to cut. Like it's yeah. not, yeah. you know, there's nothing filthy in it. There's not really, there's no swearing, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's still it's still really funny in that yeah. even the, you know with, without swearing without like anything gross situation it's still a really funny. I mean, movie. this is everybody at the top of their game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And going going off of what Steve said, like, what's great about this hero? I'm gonna put hero in air quotes here. Is that he does stuff that everyone would want to do. Tries to steal a bit, ba- like steal money from a bank. He does a, a car chase with cops and like there's, there's all the stuff I was like, I would check off my list and be like, if I'm going to die and relive this day, I'm going to try and do all of these things. He tries to get out of the town. Doesn't do it work. Yeah. Everything, man. It's great. Yeah. Oh. It, it covered all the bases the first time. Um, and like, and the fact that later on in the movie and that he realizes that just doing these things over and over again, you know, is, isn't really helping. I like the fact that they established that, you know, you could actually take the time to learn something. Yeah. <laughs> Him learning piano. That was, the piano that's my yes. student. <laughs> that's one of the best jokes of the movie. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think. Of, there's nothing that I can, like, say bad about this movie. Yeah, it's it's sort of funny for me. I didn't actually really like Bill Murray back in the day. I didn't really get him. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because as a kid, I, when I watched Ghostbusters, I liked everybody else except Bill Murray. And now... I'm kind of the opposite. I kind of like enjoy him a little bit more than some of the more like obvious, you know, like goofy guys. Right. And um, yeah, that was another reason I wanted to rewatch this because yeah, I would probably rented it, you know, from like Jumbo or something at some point, but you know, didn't really ser- take the movie too seriously. Just like, Oh yeah, that was good. I got it. I got it. But watching it again now, I'm like, yeah, no, he really was top of his game. Like you said, like his particular brand like really works for this movie and this character. Um, it's- so yeah, good job. It's always weird seeing him in a movie in that because I, I always I don't imagine like ever have, you know, being able to write a movie for Bill Murray in that he it, all his lines. Mm. They always seem like really tailored to him in that. And so I always wonder if he's if he improvs a lot of stuff and they keep it. Yeah, in edit. I wonder, because originally this his role was supposed to go to Tom Hanks and then Harold Ramis oh. was like, Tom Hanks is too nice to play this character. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, fun fact. But Tom Hanks does play mean people, but not at that and point. I think he's pretty believable. No, no, I mean, how, like when did a, Turner and Hooch come come out? Eighty eight. 
Really? Yeah, That's this before, before this movie. That. Yeah, no, no, like, but like, say, like ninety three, like ninety three was the turning point for Tom Hanks, and that you know ninety three was the year he started in Philadelphia. He's and a real Academy neurotic Award. asshole in Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that movie. <laughs> Another fun fact: Bill Murray was bitten by the groundhog twice <laughs> while oh filming. God. Oh, oh no. Any final thoughts on this movie before we head on to the next one on our list? This was no, our no. Th- this was our comedy. What did you say this? What would you l- label this as? What are they? Comedy place. romance uh time yeah. movie. I was just trying to be a little arbitrary to like s- sort of separate them all, but I, I think that counts. Like we don't, you know, yeah, we don't yeah, need no comedy in romance, right? Yeah, That's does. kind of the whole Oh, when he was so sleazy at the beginning and then yeah. it ends up becoming actually really nice and you're like yeah, cool. <laughs> I don't it's think. a very, it's a very believable transition. And actually, I, I'll go off, uh, go off uh, the list uh, momentarily. I was trying to uh, explain earlier how, like, uh, you know, generally you watch these movies and you, you enjoy the jerks transformation. But there was one movie I ended up watching because I enjoyed a few of my movies, and I was like, okay, this was a really good movie. I need to put a movie I'm not as interested in right here because I'm not going to get to it otherwise, right? And I watched this movie called uh, Christmas Do Over. Which is an ABC Christmas TV movie, which is apparently a remake, <laughs> a remake of another one called Christmas Every Day, which was from the '90s, which is also a I TV need these movie. Christmas movies. Oh, <laughs> I love God. Christmas movies. They're you know, terrible. the funny thing is, in my time loop thing, I've got like four or five Christmas time loop movies. I don't know why, but Christmas is one of those things that they like. They like. Well, it's the, like yeah, like Mickey's one of Mickey's mo- yeah, Christmas yeah. movies is a yeah, time. Yeah, I have that movie. one. Yeah, I have that one listed. I haven't got to it. <laughs> one of the three stories in that, because uh, it, it's, it's like a, a, a series of stories. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that Huey, Dewey, and Louie getting trapped on Christmas. And I guess they have to like learn the... The, the, the meaning of Christmas. Of Christmas. Yeah. Another one I watched Santa? actually starring Amy Smart is The Twelve Dates of Christmas, which is about a, about a woman who <laughs> desperately doesn't want to be alone at Christmas time. And she has to go through this whole process of figuring out that she really can't get back with her ex and why she screwed that all up and and actually the blind date that was set up for her was like the right guy for her and oh my god it was like so cringe but Mm -hmm. christmas do-over i actually was pissed off at the end of this movie because the dude in this movie angered me he was such a jerk right is he the one in the time loop yeah yeah the jerk is the one in the time loop and he okay basically his ex-wife uh their family do a christmas thing and they had a kid together, all right? So he shows up for the Christmas party to see the son, right? Because they everyone loves the son. They all have a good relationship. But he is just an absolute ass. Nobody in the family likes it, all right? <laughs> just the son. And this particular Christmas, the ex-wife has brought a boyfriend who, in the course of the day, shows up with, like, all these amazing gifts and actually proposes to her at the end of the day. So it's kind of like the worst possible day for him, right? And then it starts repeating. But the thing is, the boyfriend is a good guy, right? Typically, in these types of movies, you'd find out there was something wrong with him, right? And then, you know, through the loops, it'd be like, okay, he, you know, he becomes a better person and he's able to, like, displace the boyfriend. But there's nothing wrong with this boyfriend. He's genuinely a good person. And this guy does so much shit to that guy. Like, I was like, this is... Oh, anyway, I hated the ending. In case you want to watch it, I'm not going to spoil it. I sort of want to see it now. No, absolutely. I sort of. That's awful. Of the the 30 movies I've watched, 
I hated this one the most. Because so. <laughs> now I definitely there, want to There see. is an arc to these films, right? Where typically yeah. the person doesn't start great. And by the end, the reason they are the way they are, they are is because they've kind of reached enlightenment. Yeah, they persevered yeah. through all of that shit yeah, that they went through. Yeah, they got through the phase yeah. of hating everything. Yeah. And they've gone, and they're so familiar with all these people that they learn to love them despite all their flaws yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You know, like, mm. Yeah, and, and this, and, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, you absolutely nailed it. That's and this guy just hates thing. everyone and gets his ex-wife back and then beats the shit out of like her perfectly nice boyfriend. Yeah. Basically. Well, it's not not exactly, but they skip a few steps, right? Like it's that's like one the of the Grinch things. just blew up half of Whoville. It was like, yeah, that's the end of the movie. I win. I win. <laughs> Fuck not, Christmas. It's not that bad, okay? But I just didn't think the ending was deserved. Is my point. I mean, it, you you totally nailed it, David. And like, yeah, that, that's that's the reason why Groundhog Day still works because you believe his arc because it takes him a really long time. Like, it's not that obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Like he goes through a lot and, and you know, he's not sincere at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, he is by the end. Yeah. And it's, it's because he really, really changed. Right. But yeah, anyway, no, this, this movie was just, it was trash. It's a TV movie. I mean, I should have expected it, but <laughs> holy crap. If I ever see that actor again, I actually, uh, I don't think I'll be, gonna, be able to enjoy him because he, <laughs> he pissed me off so much. I, I will say, I know we're going to talk about this movie later, but I love that boss level put the attempt numbers um, yeah. throughout the movie. I loved seeing yeah, how many times it I will, when we get to the movie, I will tell you why that bothered me. Oh, yeah. interesting. I wasn't super keen on that. Okay, but the next movie. I just thought it was funny. Uh, anyway, so the next movie is 2014's Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, it was ra rated PG-13. Um, also, really? uh, later it was released as Live, Die, um, Repeat. Repeat, yeah. And this movie... Directed by Doug Lyman, written by Christopher McQuarrie, Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and uh, starring Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, and a number of other awesome people. Brendan Gleeson. Um, uh, there's too many people to name. Noah Taylor. Um, Those are the main ones, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie is actually based on a science fiction, a Japanese science fiction novel called All You Need Is Kill, which is actually... Really good. And, a much uh, better title. name, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they were originally going to call it that, and they're like, mm, this is too much. Let's call it Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Mission well, I think, Improbable. I, I think it has a lot of different titles across different countries. But yeah, yeah in North America, it was just... Uh, yeah. The manga is yeah. stupid popular uh, for that. Uh, all you I imagine it's very good. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good novel. I have the English uh, translation of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. This, this, yeah. This movie fucks. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. A soldier yeah. fighting yeah. aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again. The day restarting every time he dies. <laughs> that's yeah. part of the, that's part of the thing that's great about this movie is watching Tom Cruise die again and again yeah. and again I, and again. I was, I was intrigued at where the time loop started. Like it started with him on that, on those bags, right? Was that the yeah. next day? Like he got stunned so, and then. Was so it? it's. Basically, I think the idea is that since he's woken up is why that's the time loop. Is the, the But don't they go to bed that night after PT? We never see him go to sleep. We just know it's the next day after he woke up. So there's no indication that he slept. Um, but it also could just be because they specifically say that the loop is always like the day before. Um, yeah, so it might I have just that. been a whole day. Yeah. Um, hmm. And that's because it gives, I mean, spoilers that gives the organism more time to plan its, its, you it's, know, its work, basically. That's fair. Yeah. So this yeah. is, the weird, that's, I guess, suppose that's the interesting thing. Even though this film looks like it's over just one day, it's usually, the time loop is two days, usually. Mm -hmm. Although it goes further and further, and then 
resets. Well, that's because yeah. it, it, it's not dependent on him going to sleep and that. It's dependent on him dying if every If he dies, time. it resets, yeah. 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 yeah, fair. And there are specific conditions that if he dies certain ways, it won't reset. Yeah. Did yeah. you it's did, of- did you watch this in theaters? I watched this in theaters. I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, this movie was great in theaters. And I was laughing so loud that I feel like I was the only person that was laughing. But when you see Tom Cruise die that many times over and over, and he's such a weasel at the beginning that you yeah, enjoy him dying. That's right? why it's so good. It's, it's so good, good casting. It's good casting. because This is right around the time I think things are getting a little awkward with him. Um, and I, I did want to see this in theaters, and I missed it. And all these years, I had not seen it. So this was one of the ones I was like, oh, this has got to be on the list, you know, for this reason, you know. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's just it's funny to me when you cast somebody and, yeah, you, you get this sick pleasure out of seeing them get killed, you know. <laughs> like like I, earlier, my last stupid movie list was uh, uh, horror movies involving wax, right? And the 2005 remake of House of Wax has Paris Hilton in it, mm-hmm. right? Her only reason for being in the movie is to be killed. She's not bad, though. Like, for what she's trying to do in that movie, she's perfectly cast. Like, I, I don't besmirch her acting. She, she's totally... I actually kind of feel bad for her now, you know? But watching her no, get killed, I was like... fucking rich. Yeah. Watching her get killed, though, they, they, they totally designed that death to be utterly gruesome and utterly horrific because it was her. And I, I give her props for agreeing agreeing to be killed the way that she did. But anyway, getting back to Tom Cruise, yes, absolutely, that was one of the features. And uh, and I think it really helped, too, because he does play a jerk so well. Like, he yeah. plays that kind of, like, what so you think believable. Tom Cruise is. Yeah. Mm. And, 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 and that, that, that slimy, like, like, a media executive, you're just like, oh. Yeah. In a military uniform on top of it, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so satisfying. Like, even at the beginning when Gleason just, like, completely railroads him. Like, and <laughs> Paxton... Uh, Paxton is so good in that role. (laughs) The the thing that might be worst about the fact that this movie is supposed to get a sequel at some point, and they've been working on it for five years, trying to get like rewriting scripts and stuff. Hasn't been longer. Uh 2016 is when it came out. This movie came out in 2014. Oh, I'm sorry, seven years. And unfortunately, you know, Bill Paxton's gone. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Like, so he can't possibly be in a sequel. This was like, if not the last thing, one of the last things he did. Yeah, yeah he was in that yeah. training day TV show. That was the last thing he really did, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was the last thing he was in. Yeah, yeah and he's so good in this. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, like, just, yeah. I didn't know. Like, I, I went to Tom Cruise left and right is great. And then the bewilderment when, you know, things turn around is so <laughs> great. Like, what? How do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> did you interrupt me? <laughs> <laughs> Drill, drill sergeants or, or whatever you want to call that, like that, that, you know, shouty sergeant trope. I mean, when it's done well, it's just such an enjoyable thing, you know? And, oh. and like, I, I did not know he was in this movie. Like I went into this movie fairly blind. Like I knew Emily Blunt was in it. I knew Tom Cruise was in it, but I didn't know Gleason. I didn't know Paxson was in it. So when he showed up, oh man, I was just grins. Like, I was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing. And you could tell he was having a blast doing that role too. And, oh, uh, just showed on screen. Man. Yeah, I think. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, like, I love the sci-fi aspect of this movie. Like, I know most time loops movies, we assume there's some sort of sci-fi, but this went hard sci-fi, like with aliens and like, yeah. Um, the the way the aliens moved, like, there was something, like, outworldly about it because it seemed like they were sort of glitching in and out of the frame. Mm-hmm. So it just, like, yeah, it was just it was, they moved. The so design fast. was so good. 
The alpha was amazing seeing that for the first time. Like everything was just the the production design and everything that Doug Lyman did was just it was shot perfectly and just yeah, he's yeah. actually a really underrated director. Mm-hmm. Like he did the mm-hmm. first Bourne movie, which I still think is the best Bourne. It movie. is the best one because you could see the fights. That's right, <sighs> and that's why because the action in this movie is fast, mm-hmm. but you can keep up with it. Even though these creatures move so quickly that you can hardly pay attention to them, you under like every it's that like every frame is a painting. Like in this, you're like okay, it's quick. But I still understand it's not they're jump cuts, but they hold long enough to give you like almost like a still image in your head mm-hmm. of the action. And then it moves on so you can yeah. understand what's happening without it being blurry and shaky and stuff like that. Yeah. And really, well, the true. only time that he really cut really quick was when Tom Cruise was getting beat up in that training montage. And even then it was sure. it was long enough that you could see what was happening. Yeah. And that no, also that's... helps the CG in this film, too, I think, because it's been seven years and it looks good. Mm hmm. Like it yeah. doesn't look like crap. Like a lot of like even Marvel movies seven years ago, you're like, ah, well, it doesn't look that great. But this holds up incredibly well because of the way they did all that. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing. Thoughtfully. He is really an amazing director in that. Like you know, I don't, I don't know if I've seen a bad film of his. Like even going back, he did like he did he directed Swingers. Swingers. Yeah, yeah, and Go. I he, think he did Go. I was gonna bring up Go, like because that's kind of like one of his his forgotten movies, and that's his little time lapse. Uh, I guess Gen Xy kind of like uh, indie X, drama, really? but it's sort of around that time. And I that, guess, you know, yeah. you know, stars like you know, like they had a weird cast. Sarah Pauly was in it. She's uh, so good in that movie. Yeah, I love Scott Sarah Wolf. Pauly. Scott Wolf from Party of Five was in it. Party of Five. Eh? He Scott mostly Wolf produces reference. stuff, but yeah. he is such a good director. Yeah, think, yeah. Oh, and Timothy Oliphant was. In yeah, he was the too. drug dealer. Yeah. In that. yeah. Wow. Why do I know? Why do I remember this? I, I haven't seen that movie in years. I have the soundtrack. I love that it. That little thing he said, the thing he was going on about the family circus. He's like, there it is, just yep. sitting in the paper. And that. <laughs> Why do I remember this? Um, well, um, That's amazing. Another interesting thing about this movie is that not only does it time loop for Tom Cruise, but originally Emily Blunt's character also went through the time loop. And I don't remember any other movies where that happened, where a time looper met another yeah. time looper and helped them go through that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's something that um, across all the movies I've watched, I was going to say actually very few of the time loop movies actually have an explanation for the time loop. So you'd think there'd be more. The sci-fi ones tend to touch upon it a little bit more, but there's such a variety of time loop movies that actually a lot of them aren't sci-fi, but yeah, that was a very interesting circumstance. Um, there haven't been very many where, multiple time loopers encounter each other. I have started to stumble across a couple actually, but uh, this is the first time, uh, you know, that uh, you had one that had the ability instructing another one, you know, like it was sort of interesting to see that play out. Uh, I was gonna add also to the point that, that David was making earlier, being able to track the action and what was happening is so important to this movie. Otherwise mm-hmm. the, the looping doesn't matter, right? But I really also, I, I gotta look into this practical effect side of it. Like the CG is great, but like they those suits, like- Those suits are real. Yeah, 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 they're all real so and they, they look plausible, you know, so I'm kind of curious. I got to look into the behind the scenes. Didn't that, they have like was... cranes and stuff for them for yeah. the for the main one, the main actors, the hero suits? I think they were sort Probably of floating around running because yeah. they're stupid I don't know. heavy. 
Oh man. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. I'm sure there's. I'm sure you know because of when how recently it was shot. There's going to be a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, I got to look into that because they, they did a really good job, like to pull that off. You know. So this is apparently one of the factors that is keeping uh, the sequel from being made. And that I think Emily Blunt uh, actually talked to the press in that this week and that and said about how like the sequel is actually too expensive to shoot like right now. That, you know, that because sort of fair. because they, they wouldn't want to like you know cheap it out and that so they want to go practical effects route but it's just not feasible you know, during the have pandemic. Like tons and tons of money. Yeah, doesn't he, he normally he, like? Can he, he just like open up with, like one of his pockets and be like, here's yeah. movie money, here. Oh, there's that jacket over there I left from Top Gun too. Doesn't he get fucking <laughs> like half the money from every Mission Impossible movie that makes like a billion dollars? Well, now he's an executive producer, so he makes all the money. Yeah. <laughs> For, oh man. Um. I'm trying to think of what other things I loved about this movie. What I would say is that I think the reason this movie kind of works so well is because even though we kind of have a hero's journey for Tom Cruise, right? He doesn't, he's, you know, classic, classic reluctant hero, doesn't want to do it, forced into it, and then finally, you know, uh, resignedly accepts and all this stuff. But it's not him you ever feel bad about dying because you mm. know he's going to come back to. It's the people, when he starts caring about the people around him, you yes, start caring true. about the people around him. Um, which is such a good, I don't even say that's a movie trick. That's just how storytelling works, mm -hmm. right? Like as you get familiar with these characters, as he gets familiar, and you, cause he is such a good character, like not Tom Cruise, but the character itself is such a good, like audience surrogate for this. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on and he doesn't know what's going on and everybody around him kind of does in the situation, right? Yeah. Like the general know what's, knows what's happening. The soldiers know what's happening. Bill Paxton knows what's happening, but Tom Cruise doesn't. And as everybody gets informed, you're informed and it all progresses in a very nice linear fashion. And you feel, you never feel bombarded with information. It's never confusing, right? Everything about this movie is just so well mapped. And maybe mm -hmm. that's because they had lots of time yeah. for pre-production and everything. But uh, yeah, like you care about Emily Blunt probably more than any other character in the movie. Yes. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Seeing that, that, that sequence where she keeps dying over and over again, you see it wearing on him as yeah, every yeah. loop happens. Oh, it was such a, well done sequence yeah and here's the unique thing about this in in comparison to some other time loop movies and that like before he can complete his journey and that this ability is taken from him yeah and that which you know is just something you know it's like it actually makes the stakes at the end a lot a lot more dire yeah yeah that's a nice that's a nice twist like a third act surprise that really did add a lot of tension to the end because like you kind of get used to the idea that ah, oh, he's just gonna work it out eventually he's yeah. got infinite lives right yeah. and then like you're like oh shit now it's for real you well, know it is, and, <laughs> it is also really cool because there's a moment before that happens when that those stakes are raised right to that point where right. like the aliens are like, no, 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 we got to stop this guy. And they yeah. almost do. And he, then he, and so you think, oh, good. You get this huge sense of relief. You're like, great, we're back to the start. And he's going to go back to his thing and everything's going to be fine. And then it happens anyway, but not yeah. for the same reason. Like it comes out of left, like things come out of left field really well in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think overall, like one of the best things about going through all these time loop movies is to see like how the the pattern of Groundhog Day is applied to different genres. And then this is one of those movies where like, yeah, okay, it, it was just an excuse to get people killed, you know, a lot. But no, they did a lot more with it, right? Like like what you said, David, they, you, they made you really care, uh, you know, because it's a war scenario. So there's obvious violence, right? But they, they made you feel for the situation and the desperation of the of the fight and the characters dying. It wasn't as senseless as it could have been. So yeah, they, yeah there's yeah, they, a surprising really amount of heart it. in this film. Right. For mm -hmm. something that's supposed to be this giant I mean, action. Any war film. movie that's doing its job right. 
will make you care about the characters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how shitty they are. Yeah. Like, you care about Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day, and he's a huge asshole at the start of that movie. <laughs> yep. Like, Tom Cruise is a huge asshole at the, start of the end of the movie. You're like, yeah, well, I'm glad he... I'm, you know what? I'm glad Tom Cruise didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> All like, right. That's, that's their job. Yeah, anyway. true. Uh, let's move on to what you call... Uh, or is that a thing? What did I call it? Slasher this is comedy. a slasher dark comedy. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah. Pretty funny. Happy Death Day from 2017. Rated PG-13. Again, surprising. Um, this was directed by Christopher Landon, written by Scott Lobdell, and stars Jessica Roth, Israel, yes. Israel Broussard, and Ruby Broussard. Modine. Uh, those are the main three listed here. Um, this what is... This was a wasn't this a um, Bloom Bloomhouse? Yes, Blumhouse. this yeah. is one of the Bloomhouse successes that has been that he's been able to carve million dollars worldwide on a four point eight million dollar budget. Damn, I that's, never that's saw horror. this movie, and I really like this movie. This might have been <laughs> yeah. like my favorite of the new movies that I saw on this list. Um, so it was really fun. I thought the cast was phenomenal. I thought the death scenes were great. What was different about this one is that each loop actually affected the main character. Like when she was in the hospital and they were showing, yeah, like they're like, yeah. "You should be dead," and she's like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, but the the fact that it was wearing on her and that she could only go for so long again, sort of like um, Edge of Tomorrow, there there was actually stakes involved with yeah. her dying over and over again, even though she dies quite a lot. And it's funny. Yeah, that's- damn. Yeah, that's the thing. This was a movie that I also had missed, but I knew I was. I would enjoy for the sort of the, the sort of the sadistic element of it, which they do play up to, you know, I mean, they, they oh, do, yeah. that's, it is, it is a, a movie that is very much aware of slasher tropes. Um, I don't think it's a great slasher, but it doesn't really need to be, you know, no. like it's not about that. Right. And uh, I was really surprised by uh, the lead, Jessica Roth. Roth? Is it? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. At the very beginning, she was like very, like very stereotypical. And I was like, yeah, okay. Right. That's what she is. But, she really came across like like I really liked her comedic timing and her empathetic acting mm-hmm. by the end. Like I was really like rooting for her. And um, yeah, I again, this is a movie that takes the Groundhog Day formula but applies another genre's tropes onto it like perfectly. I, I, I mean, I don't think you could do this. I mean, there's been a couple movies I've watched that are similar, but this is the best one by far. You know, it was, that, that yeah. Those it was so funny because I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "How are they gonna explain this Jason-esque killer knowing where she's going at all times?" And it totally makes sense by the end of the movie, and it's not like hokey and like shoehorned in, like, like you know, so many of these movies are, like, especially mm-hmm. the horror slasher movies. And it, I don't want to ruin it because I, I feel like this fellow, yeah. like. Not a lot of people may have seen this. At least a lot of my friends never watch this. So I don't want to yeah, ruin that for them. Yeah, I wasn't talking talk about, about it. it. It's not like some yeah. other films. Like, no. you really don't want to know the ending of this film before going in. And no, it's no, definitely no, no. a movie that a lot of people would have skipped because they just assume, oh, it's just some dumb slasher, which is yeah. generally the case for any slasher movie, even though there are some that are worthwhile. This is definitely one that is not too bloody. I mean, it, you know, I... I he dies a lot, it's but not, it's not bloody. It's not PG thirteen. Not really. Gory. Can't show that much. No. Yeah. It's, it's not, not even. Not even really that scary, you know. Even no, though it no. is Bloomhouse, not. But that's no, the thing is, most I of think the deaths are played for comedy. Yeah. 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 But that's yeah. what's great about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that's why I call it a dark comedy. It's not really a horror movie. This is a, more of a dark comedy, making fun of slashers than anything else. So I would say if you're on the if you're if you're not really sure because you don't like slashers, uh, this isn't really a slasher. It, it plays with it. It kind of makes yeah. fun of slashers, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the way Scream like tried to reinvent that, or maybe not reinvent, but like reinvigorate yeah. that genre. This movie kind of takes those two things and takes the best parts of each. Yes. And and makes one very competent film. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one a lot more than I thought, and uh, it lived up to my expectations. And yeah, I just I just love the acting in it. it all the actors are great. Like yeah, really- I, it really got to hand it to Jessica Roth and that. I mean, because all these movies are always centered around one person and yeah. that, and it's like you know, and one actor in particular and that, and it's like so you really have to kind of emphasize with her. And it's hard it, at the beginning; it was so hard to emphasize with her. Oh that, my yeah. gosh, she's just, such a bitch. Just yeah. a spoil, like not, I don't know, spoiled. Well, spoiled. Spoiled, yeah, for that sure. Sorority sister and that with these horrible, you know, I use on it. Yeah, entitled yeah. and that. And it's just put through her paces, put through like this kind of Promethean task? Should we? Yeah. <laughs> it's Sisyphean task? I don't know. Yeah, Sisyphus. Yes, that's actually a much better analogy. The, um, I don't think I saw her in anything before this movie. And no. I don't, looking at her list, there's nothing I really saw before with her but i definitely saw her in the amazon um remake of utopia where she played um samantha oh, okay so and i had a lot of issues with utopia the u.s version of utopia i think i, I was, finished it you didn't so do, no. you, do you recognize her yeah i yeah, recognize yeah. i remember her she, <laughs> yeah 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 what happens there um but yeah oh, it, oh it's my. not the the u.s version is not good i'll i'll, I'll give you i'll give you yeah, the uk one so there can't um, be two leaders, Eric. <laughs> um, oh my god, <laughs> that movie! I'm trying to think of anything else to say. This like it's a, it's a good spin on on a horror movie. Yeah, right? I'll also say. Oh, go ahead, David. I was well because we 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 kind of spoiled Edge of Tomorrow, but I think that's fine because it's a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, at the end of Tom, it's still movie, good action. It's still good happen. action. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this movie, if we said the ending, you just wouldn't want to see the movie. Mm-hmm. basically yeah. anymore because you'd be waiting for certain, certain things to happen whereas like if you just watch this movie like i i don't think any of us knew what we were going into basically when we watched this no and you come out just like hey that was fun i had a lot of yeah. fun yeah. and i'm you know like i didn't this is one of the few ones i did i didn't rewatch this and i didn't rewatch groundhog's day and i knew i didn't need to rewatch this because i feel like rewatching it it wouldn't be the same mm-hmm. like this is this is unfortunately like i can rewatch edge of tomorrow this is a movie like you can watch it once maybe twice yeah that's fair yeah um but this is also like a very good theater movie oh right? man yeah. i would have loved to watch so this with people this, was this would have like, been fun in a theater the, uh, the, you know the, the laughter of everyone else in the audience is so nice if you like it's not it's not bad sitting at home alone watching it, i assume but it, it, it's definitely like a, a communal movie where everybody yeah. gets to enjoy everything that's happening if i want to laugh by myself i can just tell my kids a joke <laughs> um, the um Here's your parenting content for the week. <laughs> hey, um, hey. Other, other, like this movie impressed me so much that I messaged Hawk as soon as it was done. I was like, I really like this movie. And then I messaged Steve. Was like, is the second one good? Because I want to watch the second one. And you're like, no, it's not. It's not supposed to be good. I mean, that makes me sad because yeah. this movie was really good. Like, and I, I am do gonna... want to watch the sequel, but not if it's bad. Yeah. I yeah. I that's the thing. I've heard that you probably should avoid it. And I'm gonna maybe get to it, but it's very low on my list. Like it's around like 60, 63 on my list. So if I make it that far, I'll like, okay, you know, it's okay. I'll I'll watch it because I've watched probably much worse by that point, you know. But yeah, the fact that it might kind of 
mess up the first one is why I've been avoiding it. So, you know, what's yeah. also funny about this movie is I assumed because, you know, watching horror movies and slash films growing up, I assumed that that boy that, you know, Carter was his name, Carter Carter would have been yeah. like way more important in this story. It would have been like, I'm the second hero. And really, he was just there for moral support. And I was like, yeah. that's cool. That's yeah, awesome. That's fun. Yeah, no, she was like the final girl in every respect. Yeah, it was really kind of funny in that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was going to add one thing. So over the course of all these time loop movies, I've come to realize that some time loop movies will add a kind of a third act surprise in terms of um, something to do with the character's background. Um, this wasn't important in Edge of Tomorrow, um, but there's been a few I've come across where you discover something about why the person is the way they are that adds, you know, to the story. And that is part of this one. This one does that really well. Um, it, it doesn't excuse everything, but it does explain, you know, why she is yeah. and also provides the arc, you know, uh, conclusion. Right. And um, there is one movie I would like to add to this, like five movie list after we're all done <laughs> that sure. I saw afterwards, but, um, but very much driven by that that element of you don't know the whole story, even though you've been seeing it a hundred times and there's something that totally changes everything. You're like, Oh, that's why, you know? And so anyway, that's just something I started to notice was a trend. So I'm intrigued at what this movie is going to be, but let's, yeah. let's find out. So let's move to the next movie, which is 2020's Palm Springs. This is the first rated R film we're going to get to. Although what was Groundhog Day. Was that PG? I assume that was. Yeah, I assume that was rated. Might R. have edged to a little towards fourteen, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Palm Strings definitely rated R <laughs> from twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, this star. This is directed by Max Barbacow and written by Andy Sierra and Max Barbacow, uh, starring Andy Samberg, Kristen Milotti, and J.K. Simmons. This movie is fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, so it's a good supporting cast. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Peter Taylor Gallagher, Hawklin right? was in it. Peter Gallagher, um, Camila Mendez, Tyler. Ho yeah, you said Tyler Hawklin. Um, stuck in a time loop, two wedding guests develop a budding romance while living the same day over and over again. That is a bad, yeah, bad description really, of this movie. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. that doesn't even do it justice. There yeah. is a time loop. There is a wedding, but that's not what's important about it. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, well, so this is one of the first uh, movies. Well, I mean, there actually are more, but one of the first movies where you have multiple uh, people in the loop. And so, yeah, it is kind of next level Groundhog Day in that it uh, it has more people experiencing things and having more people with continuity able to, uh, uh, you know, try to work things out. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, I don't really know what to say about it. It's just really funny. It's really endearing. And I loved all the main actors. Like they all did a fantastic job, you know. Um, I like that the 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 second time loop person uh, joins like pretty early in the movie. But we find out that the other person has been time looping for a while at that point. Yeah. Like that whoa, whoa, whoa! There is. Well, maybe I shouldn't say. Oh well, technically there is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe but I won't yeah. say. But yeah. the lead. The lead it, time it loop. It is a little bit. It is a little horrifying though, to, to because. In all these time loop movies, you have somebody who goes through all these phases of, you know, I'm calling it, you know, the whatever is it, Maslow's, whatever, like the, you know, they, they're like uh, the shock and horror, the depression, you know, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. They do the go stages. through similar. They do go through something similar where they, mm -hmm. they really enjoy it. And then they then they think this is hell and then they try to figure it out and then they give up and then they stumble across an exit. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one doesn't really have that pattern. You have a guy who has done it so many times he can't even remember his life from before. 
which is really kind of horrifying, you know? Like, and I mean, I guess it's lucky that the guy is so, he just doesn't care, you know, to such a degree that he's able to enjoy it. I just but, had, what happens to the, so hypothetical sequel to this movie. He doesn't, it, what if he doesn't actually remember his life before? Like, I want to see that comedy now where someone's like, what day is it? Where am I? He's like, why? He's like, I've been in a time loop for I don't know how long. But he's with, I have <laughs> no idea what's happening. You know, I don't, I don't. It? It's, it's 2001. Oh, thank God. You 2001. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a time loop for 5,000 years. I have no idea what's Apparently, happening. so to go off that, apparently Groundhog Day, they wanted to show him go through 10,000 loops or like they wanted to impl imply that he had gone through 10,000 loops by the end like that was yeah it's sort of implied it like you know really like you know because you think like well someone when broke he, it down when to he, like how long to become that good at piano and yes like, what did he learn french uh, yeah, as well yeah. like, yes. he's not just french poetry french. he's completely yeah. fluent yeah you know yeah like all of it like it would takes you know it usually takes 10 years to become an expert in any single field and he's an expert yeah. in like 13 by the end Mm, yeah, not fair. Um, the one thing I want to say about this movie, working off what Steve said in that, I, it's the fact that you have like what three key people who are in the time loop. It sort of lays off the whole arc in that the, the stages of the arc. You know, it, it it each person kind of picks up at a different stage in that. You know, Kristen mm -hmm. Milioti's character in that she's in the beginning, and that where it's kind of weird and fascinating, and the you know you know also really scary in that. Sandberg's character is just like he has just thrown himself to the wind on it. Uh, you know, yeah. he really doesn't care in that. And then, like, you know, Simmons' character is just in anger, like constant <laughs> anger. Yeah. So but even he, has a, even he has an arc, which I thought was kind of funny. So, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> the bow uh, hunting. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say because I don't, this is another movie that I don't think people, many people have seen. And I don't this want is to also ruin a movie that to me feels like it has multiple timelines, not just uh, a time loop for the characters, but it genuinely feels like because the some like my, uh, my friend Jake, he <laughs> didn't know. So if you do watch this movie and you haven't seen it before, uh, make sure you watch through the credits because there is a scene in the credits because he was really pissed when he was like, wait a minute, this thing, this person yeah. got fucked over. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, that, there's a credit scene. And that yeah. scene to me implies there's not just a time loop, but multiple uh, timelines. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think what the post credit scene is though. because yeah, yeah. so can can I I'll just say what causes the time loop for some reason there's a cave if people walk into it they get entered into the time loop so my, I was when I was watching this with my girlfriend I was like I would just pull everybody into the <laughs> time loop I would just pull everyone I wanted like from oh the party God. into the time loop right like what's what is, like what so what like then you got more people to hang out with like Andy Samberg's they would hate you like, though just like yeah Chris I know you're consigning, them to, you're consigning them to purgatory <laughs> yeah Whatever, not every, not, not everyone's gonna have the same attitude that that Sandberg had so yeah <laughs> Which is shown by I guess the you movie, could find so. like-minded people. Fuck you. Get a fucking dog. Throw that thing in the time loop with you so you're not alone. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Then the dog oh, yeah. Have, you have a fucking dog for eternity? Yeah, that'd be pretty no, good. No, your favorite dog would never die. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty yeah. great, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But then yeah, there, I don't know. There, I, I keep kind of flashing we back to, to that, that, that Black Mirror episode in that uh, San Juniper. 
Um, San Junipero. Yeah. John San Junipero. And that, you know, it's like how screwed up people got, like, you know, we, we, you know, realizing that there was no end to the, their lives and that mm-hmm. it just kept going on and on and that. And like, you know, there was those people that went to the, that really like horrible club and that to like beat on each other just oh, to feel yeah. anything. I like, that, this is, you know, that, this is what your face, this that's is what you're the facing. Only episode when you, of Black Mirror I never finished because I just uh, didn't care. No. Oh, <laughs> man. I, like, I don't care. What? I don't care because it doesn't move along the rest of the story of Black Mirror. It, it's a very central focus story about it's one such a thing. good episode. It really is. It may be, but I didn't finish it. Just, just get, just go through it. Just, just go I'll through. Th- I'm trying to get my girlfriend to watch all of them except for the very first episode. So <laughs> no. we watch it all. We'll watch. I always watch show the people the first episode. The first episode. <laughs> I mean, I've That's seen it. I, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> but so many people me. like the first time I saw that show. I, <laughs> I immediately went to Matt Moore and was like, you have to watch this show. <laughs> you have to see this. So next and podcast, Black Mirror episode? Oh, I my guess? God. Oh, no. oh, my God. I would love that. Because the creator said he he said, we don't need a Black Mirror season for 2020, 2021. No. Yeah. It's already bad enough. Yeah. yeah. I remember him saying that because people were asking him last year. And he's like, no, now is not the time. Black Mirror, the actress in this movie is in the Star Trek episode of Black Mirror. You're right. She's Whoa. super good in that, too. Right. Yeah, she's she's also the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Is she? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and she was the, the original girl in Once, the the, the musical, the Broadway hmm. musical. I don't know. I know. Wow. It's okay. Okay. She's amazing. Her voice, beautiful. She needs to sing more. Is she American? She is American, yes. Okay. Um, oh, I loved uh, Kristen Milioti. Um <laughs> yeah, and, this is a fun movie uh, for couples, for dates. I mean, you know, it's sweet, you know, and uh, yeah, it's funny. And yeah, it's 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 just, yeah, it's a wholesome, fun movie. And I don't know. I, I, I think, think this yeah. could supplant Groundhog Day for people. Just like if you were going to have something on instead of, I think yeah. you could watch this. The, the only reason why I don't think it would is because it is a little bit more mature and Groundhog Day you could play for anyone. But I agree, like this is this is a great movie that i'll probably keep watching over and over again because it's hilarious also you broke uh britney on the on yeah, twitch <laughs> because you haven't yeah, seen didn't finish it didn't oh. care. <laughs> oh, no. didn't care i got i understood what was happening didn't care <laughs> just, just get through it it's a good episode anyway i just have other things i would do with eternity sorry you oh. ever seen Futurama when they're all oh. in the black hole and Gary Gygax has got his dice? That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing in, in eternity, okay? Here, here, oh, my God. Plus one I'm, I'm ta- if I'm stuck in a time loop, I'm going to go find my best friend, and I'm going to get him stuck in the time loop, okay? <laughs> and we're going to play D&D, just me and him. Just me and over him. and over again. Over and over, because we'll never run out of ideas. We don't Level even need books 100. Oh, my God. I, I don't even know. Oh, you know what? Maybe we'll save this for the end of the episode and we'll say what what would we do if we were caught in a time loop um any final thoughts on palm strings before we head over to our last film uh i regret not watching it sooner i'm really happy i saw it when it's i saw so it. it's so good it's so good yeah yeah, yeah I, I'm glad. I watched it christmas eve so yeah so as i was saying this was one of the movies uh along with the last one we'll be talking about that inspired this list and uh, I knew it was good because a lot of people had said good things about it. So I purposely put it really low on my list to spread out the goodness. And I, I actually only just watched it this morning along with three or four other movies. And um, and I'm glad I made it. Uh, I, I would have skipped to it anyway. But yeah, no, it, it, it was worth it. It was worth eating it at, at 35 or whatever <laughs> the hell it was. I love Andy Samberg. I'll watch anything he's in. Um, 
Let's move on to 2021's boss level. This is rated TVMA because I guess this is a Hulu film. Um, It it stars Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, and Naomi Watts. And it's about a retired special forces officer who is trapped in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death. Yeah, that's pretty. It's written by Chris Borey, Eddie Borey, and Joe Carnahan. Yeah. So why'd you put this on the list? Well, uh, oh, I and Will like Sasso. I, sorry. Yeah, oh yeah, the sass. Oh, and Michelle Yeoh. Oh my God. Yes. I can't, sorry, sorry, Brittany. Yeah, I, I almost special appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I saw Grillo talking about the movie, and he looked like he was having fun, and uh, and just the idea of sort of an action movie character getting killed over and over again. I was like, okay, that, that that's gonna be fun. But you know. When I watched the film, I was really surprised. There was a lot more to it. Like the action parts, great. But Mm -hmm. this is one of the few time travel movies, time loop movies that does have, like I was saying, that sort of third act reveal, you know, because you don't really know, you know, the whole story. And it develops the character, uh, his world, and a lot of other things that are going on, as well as the reason, which they don't often go into in time loop movies, and it's just, yeah, it's just a complete package. I just had a really good time. And I was like, I was surprised. I was like, this, I don't know why. I'm, well, unfortunately, you know, it's one of these movies that came out during the pandemic and it's mm-hmm. streaming. But I mean, it is a lot of fun. I mean, whether you want to be doing time loops or not, you know. I did not expect Frank Grillo to be such a good leading man. Mm. Mm. Like, he's after- actually done a couple of movies that he's quite good in. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, I only remember he- him from, uh, from the Captain America movies. Actually, he and was the gray. The, he was in the gray. Yeah, he was. He was, was uh, right. He was. He was a protagonist in the second uh, Purge movie. I never right. watched. Really I, I only watched the first one. Yeah, he's the bodyguard. Yeah. Huh. There's yeah. No, he. Movie. He's very talented, but that's the thing. He he kind of looks. He's got that look, and they keep casting him for that look, and it kind of sucks. This is the perfect role for him, though, because he played into it. Right. He played into a uncaring Merc pro. Right. And and you the, like because he's able to carry the development of the character as an actor, uh, you see so much more of him by the end. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and like, <laughs> like <laughs> he's such a dis he. I didn't think he was that dislikable at the beginning. He was no. sort of an asshole. He's sort of a drunk, but like, yeah, he's okay. He, he grew, but not a lot. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's I didn't expect that. Um, Mel Gibson is great uh-huh. as a bad guy and i know he's not a uh great guy there there being there are times <laughs> i was sitting there Employable? and i was like did he just let him just go off at this moment and then just film him while he's talking <laughs> and then yeah but yeah i thought he was a good bad guy i thought will sasso was a was a great uh <laughs> bad guy <laughs> when his i smell muffins <laughs> i smell muffins oh fine oh my god Oh, like yeah, the, it, it's such a weird movie. There's so it's there's tons of action. It's so funny that it just works on a lot of levels. And that and Frank Grillo, I, he was fantastic in this movie. And that you know he went through, he goes through all those stages beautifully. And that you know mm-hmm. the depression and that getting out of bed every morning, fighting the same guy, knowing the moves down pat, so that you know he can just go get a cup of coffee while he's fighting a guy with a knife. Is you know is probably one of the best action sequences i've seen in ages oh yeah thor's wife is in this too annabelle wallace she was the dentist oh okay <sighs> all right do you remember dave you look yeah yep 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 that's yep. chris hemsworth's wife yeah 
Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. They have, I've seen her in stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that was uh, Chris Hemsworth's wife. This movie has such a like good supporting cast, like big people as supporting yeah. cast. And you're just like, what the oh, hell? Oh, yeah. Uh, you missed uh, uh, Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah He's he very the, annoying uh, on purpose in this movie. He's That's generally why he gets cast in yeah, things. That's right? true. Even um, though he's really funny on his own, but yeah, yeah. Um, this movie, like, I I thought this was going to be a video game movie. You know how they have that um, yeah. that Chris Reynolds, uh, oh, Chris yeah. Reynolds. Oh my god, yeah. Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Ryan Guy Reynolds, coming yeah. out. I thought this was going to be like that, and I didn't realize it was actually a time loop. I thought it was going to be a video that's game. That's actually kind of why I didn't like it because it was it felt like a bait and switch to me. It was like because yeah. there are video game things that are important in the movie when he like connects with his son, yeah. but. Other than that, is it like the beginning of the movie literally starts with like character select, yeah, and then that's never brought up like other than like a temporal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot like, about why that. is this the aesthetic? This is a post production aesthetic, but it doesn't really fit the rest of yeah. the stuff. Now that's my one crit- criticism, and I agree with you, David. I feel that like they start with that, so you feel like there's got to be some sort of a video game explanation, but it really is just something that's just applied, you know, just to start the film yeah. and to. I guess log the the repeats, but it really it's a little misleading, and I I think it was yeah it doesn't it doesn't fit actually uh yeah okay fine yeah the whole thing with the kid but it again that doesn't make any sense for it that for that to be at that stage of the movie right like he doesn't he doesn't really make that video game connection or analogy until much if, later right so it feels man. to me like if they didn't do that this would have been like a movie you would see at Blockbuster in two thousand and two starring Stephen Dorff called the Osiris complex or sure, like, something sure. like that. Right. Like, it, yeah. and you, you'd be like, I guess I'll watch it. Uh, it's, you know, it's $2 Tuesday. So I'm going to watch the shitty movie. Yeah. Um, and no, then, you're absolutely right. But instead it's called boss level, boss level, which makes also doesn't sense, make sense. But yeah, like sort it kind of makes sense. Like this is like a dark well, it does. game. That's it. Well, I don't yeah, know. Oh, oh, you like, oh, oh, I geez. feel like there's yeah. something a little meta going on with their choice to go with yeah. that title. And like, you know, it's, you know, it's more about like kind of our, our, our approach to this and that to these kinds of movies and that they, cause they do follow like certain, you know, themes of a video game and that, you yeah. know, repeating yeah. patterns and that and learning, you know, certain tricks and fighting, becoming better and better and better until you actually can defeat the yep. boss level of a game. Um, no, that makes yeah. sense. OG Cylon yeah. wrote on Twitch, he plays the game hundreds of times until he gets to the big boss, Gibson. But was he, he wasn't really a big boss. Like he really. No, no. The least they, dangerous person. Yeah. In terms of physicality in the whole movie, it seems. I mean, cool. I, I think, I think it's, it, it, the title it, is important because it, it sells the one like one interpretation of the movie very quickly right i mean you do need to under like like what david said it would have been called the osiris complex otherwise right and that just no one would care right boss level even though it's not 100 percent related to the movie it is sort of you know so it quickly explains you know an idea about the film which is somewhat accurate so i i yeah i think they kind of went too far into the boss level with all like the actual video game stuff in the movie but if he was a gamer i feel like it would have been a little bit more yeah Yeah. apt (laughs) Right. Yeah, Instead of yeah. like, I know nothing about video games. Video games are for fucking dweebs. There's a whole scene in this movie where he's just shitting on gamers. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. he becomes and a gamer. Like, cool. <laughs> Don't you want gamers to watch this movie? Yeah, it's sort of funny. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, 
And it's and it's out of life. Like awkward, there's too. no need for a scene like that in this movie because you're just trying to dunk on your audience. Yeah, that yeah, that, that, that one was very mean. Actually. I didn't like that it. one dude that at the counter. You're like you're 41 yeah. and do this on purpose. There's I was like, yeah, oh, here or something. Normal gamers in this and, movie, and they pr- and they purposely made him kind of you know like really kind of. Yeah. Like, like a unlike gross. character, yeah. childlets by choice. Yeah, yeah. Who's he, choice? Yeah. The uh, cool isn't the median age of gamers like forty three now or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because everybody plays video games. Yeah, because they started making sports video games for jocks, so they play video games. I know. I went. I lived in a house of with four jocks. Like they were all on the Brock baseball team, and they all played MLB and NHL and NBA and shit. And that's Call they didn't play any. They didn't play Call of Duty. They didn't play anything else, right? Like my parents play video games all day. They're retired. They just sit and they play fucking Jewel Quest and stuff, right? Like, <laughs> and you know what my mom said when I was like, "Yeah, don't you shouldn't play video games so long, Dave. You're gonna ruin your eyes." Well, you know, like even though I was born with mutant eyeballs, um, <laughs> like it. What everybody plays video games now, like, so why are you shitting on gamers? We're all gamers. Yeah, that was we a little weird. Games. Yeah. I think they were trying to they were trying to give him an arc, you know, because you know obviously he comes around when you know it's you know develops his. I, I don't mind that but... he's like making fun of that guy in particular because that guy yeah, is yeah. a bad example of a yeah. gamer. Yeah, no, but, like, but I they, agree that that character was this is unnecessarily... a stereotype from you yeah. know two thousand and two. Yeah, and I just like we aren't we trying to not do stereotypes of any group anymore because we sure. know they're hurtful and they're, like. Yeah, no, that's so. fair. Between that and casting Mel Gibson, I actually hate this movie. I, I genuinely don't like it and, because Mel Gibson is not a good person, and we know oh, this. And like, and I like, and I love classic Mel Gibson. I love Road Warrior. I love Lethal Weapon, but I can't watch stuff with him anymore because I just the things he said and the things he's done. Tell me that man yeah, should not be paid putting to be him on, putting no. him in a movie at this point seems like almost like you're giving him a pass from being a shite human being. You know, mm-hmm. like I. It's not, I'm not trying to cancel Mel Gibson. I'm just saying, because I don't think I need to. Like, I'm not the target demographic that he shit on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so it just feels weird to, like, have him be in a movie and then, like, I don't know, not have his head explode every time he's on camera. It I was just, nice. I, it was nice seeing him <laughs> die a couple yes. times, though. But the, yeah. here's the thing. He loves dying in movies. He always wanted Riggs to die in Lethal Weapon. That's what one of, you know, that's somehow one of the reasons oh, like he Harrison played Ford. Yep. You know, he pl- I, I wouldn't even call it William Wallace. He played Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, he played Braveheart. He played Braveheart. That's not a William Wallace movie. There's nothing about <laughs> William Wallace in that movie. Oh man, finding out about <laughs> the actual history of Braveheart made me really sad about the movie well, Braveheart. Only Although I like this it. Australian American plays this Scotsman <laughs> who marries a woman who is a child when the actual thing took place. And had nothing to do with this guy, and was two hundred years later. Let's put on this uh, face paint that they didn't actually wear at That's this right. period. They weren't. Yeah, <laughs> we could do a whole episode about Braveheart. Yeah, not a fan. Um, Frank Grillo is great, though. I love him. He was, yeah. you know, he's been in lots yeah, of good movies. Just, I thought the action was really good. Yeah. I thought the choreography was good. The special effects were surprisingly good for a Hulu movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Did this come out in theaters? I I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I doubt no, it. No. Yeah. It went it went online. It went uh onto streaming in January. Yeah. That was that's all I remember. I think the best scene in this movie is when he was ripping his teeth out. That was great. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was I, that I was very, nuts. very much enjoyed Will Sasso's death. 
Because <laughs> it, it, it made me. It die. was just so protracted. And it was so well, to be fair, me. it's a time loop movie. He does a couple times. The first time. The first. Yeah, the first time the sword. <laughs> they tried to make some people in this movie very annoying, and they, like Ken Jong is is very annoying. Uh, Dave, the uh, security intelligence, whatever he's called, yeah. guy. You know, even though they're useful, but they are, I think, heavy handed. Like to to an extent where it's heavy handed, where they're just. I think I think that's part of it, though. I think the whole movie is a little bit like stereotypes, uh, tropey. Yeah, stereotypes, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like the, the yeah. Legion of Killers and that, like Guan Yin. You know. oh I am Guan Yin. I have done this. Has done this. Done this. <laughs> I really, it took so long for him to get his, you know, his in for that scene. I was just like, oh. oh, that's the other thing that bothered me is because they, right. So they put the number of attempts, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He becomes a, a master swordsman. Yeah. In like three days. I thought it was like. No, it's not. It's, a lot it's not that long. That. It, in, but it would take years to I get. I thought it was long, but like I thought it was and they, many attempts. It doesn't. It, we don't even hit a thousand attempts, which is easily how that's, long it would take for fair. him to be that good. And that's one of the last thing that I was like, all right. Well, I know. But to be so fair, Michelle, Michelle Yeoh would be a yes. great teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she would, and I'm sure a character who is special forces can pick up things very quickly. But it takes a very long time to like. The way he's, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, what am I? I'm a fucking nerd. I'm picking apart some <laughs> dumb thing in a fucking sci-fi movie that, where there's a, like, the movie opens with a goddamn helicopter with a minigun, like, with, right? Like, with yeah, an this part I don't like. I'm just that guy who's like, I'm 41 and childless on purpose. Uh, yeah. Sitting in a gamer chair. That's right. Um, as I, as I fix my gamer chair right here. Um, I will say that this movie had an amazing soundtrack. Um, and oh, yeah. in my, oh, in my yeah. tired yeah, state, funny. as I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, it's Chicago. No, wait, Boston. It's the other American town. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, all the music was really good in this movie. Like, yeah, this is the one where I was just that. like, this has a badass soundtrack that I, ju I would just listen to because it's all classic, like rock and stuff like that yeah it's a fun movie yeah it's just it's just a good time and uh i didn't expect it to be as entertaining as it was yeah any yeah. final thoughts on boss level well steve you said there was a an extra one you would add to this list now what was bonus level. yeah bonus so, um, fatality there's a few if anyone wants to take this journey with this there's one more definitely i would recommend and uh it's called uh the map of tiny perfect things uh this is a movie i think that's on amazon i believe they made it and um it's uh, another, this one I would probably put into like a uh, romantic drama category. Uh, one of the things about it though, that's a bit refreshing is it starts out of the gate with a character who's already been through the loop. So they don't set up the whole, you know, like, oh, getting used to it. Like he's just like a kid, you know, he wakes up, he knows exactly what all the crossword things are. He tells his dad, you know, he catches a cop. Like he does all this stuff because he already knows. And he has generally a good attitude. Like, so he's gone through whatever, you know, uh, phases. And he's like working to uh, try to uh, establish a relationship with a particular girl. This is his current project, right? So uh, I'm not ruining too much by saying this. This all happens right at the very beginning. So he, his whole deal is he's always trying to save her because at the pool, she gets hit by a ball and then falls into the pool. So when he times it right, he can knock the ball away and catch her. And then, then he's going to start his opening line, right? And so that's that's kind of like his setup now. He's like, okay, all right, I really want to like, I really want to like say something that that will really impress her, right? And even that, he screws up a few times. And then one day he goes to the pool, and another girl walks by and knocks the ball out of the way, 
And he's just like, what? And the movie goes in a lot of really interesting directions. And I don't want to say much more than that. Um, but it is the most beautiful of all the time loop movies I've watched. It is a real Ooh. like emotional, like, so this one goes a lot deeper into like the emotional sort of like journey, the more sweet type, you know, uh, elements that some of the other movies did touch on, but this one is like, oh man, I was just like, oh, oh I, I feel it. I feel it. So that's, yeah, that's another one that I did not know about before I started this list. And uh, it's, uh, the, it's the newest one. It came out this year. It has a um, uh, Catherine Newton in it. Who's, yeah. who's from Supernatural. She played Claire Novak, and uh, she was also in The Society, which I know, Hawk, you really enjoyed. Um, Society? I wish they had made a sequel to yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't do that. Uh, she was also in oh. Detective Pikachu, and she's going to be... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and she's, she's going to be in... in Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah, Quantum she's Mania. Oh, she's the new yeah. Cassie Lang. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she does a good job. I like her. Yeah, like, again, this is a movie that plays off of all the movies we've talked about already, okay, from, from one way or another. But it still managed to surprise me, and it still managed, it still does what it does unique enough that it's worth watching, even if you've seen all the other ones we've talked about. Oh, damn, Georgia Fox is in this movie. I haven't seen her in anything since uh, way back in the original CSI days. Mm. She's also oh. in a movie called Freaky, which someone was just telling me to watch. Hmm. Which is a movie where Vince Vaughn plays a serial killer. Um, yes. and then cool. the, the, it's the a freaky film. Friday slasher swap. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm another cross genre film. Maybe we'll watch this movie tonight. What um, the hell? Yeah, cool. There's also another time loop movie. I only saw part of it, but I thought it was really cool. Called sure. Before I Fall. Did you watch this movie? I did, I did. Um, so this one was also very good. I didn't rank it as high. Um because it just personally really disturbed me. Um, it is That's a fair. teen drama. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a teen drama. So it, it, it focuses on a, a, a teenage high school girl who has like her own little clique. And they're, they're kind of mean girls, to be honest. And um, yeah, she realizes she gets stuck in the loop. And uh, and, and actually, the, the, the loop ends very poorly. Like, they're all killed. Okay, this is not a, not a, uh, a spoiler. And that's what, that's what resets the loop. And um, it was just very good at, at capturing teen drama. And that's mm -hmm. not my kind of film. Like, I, I just is like so much anxiety, so much <laughs> angst, but really good, right? I, like, I, the main purpose, girl, you know? Zoe Dutch, is a really good actress. That's why I really like that movie. Um, yeah. Did you end up Oosh. watching Blood Punch? Did you get to that movie? I did. I didn't like that one in the end. Nope. Uh, I like the idea you. of it. Yeah. Like the multiple time loops thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that one... Blood Punch, if you look it up and it sounds interesting, I don't really want to get into it. Um, it's kind of interesting because it has, again, multiple people in the loop. But I found the production value a little bit cheap. Yeah, and overall, there were some, like, I don't want to get into continuity issues because generally the time loop movies are actually really clean. There's very few. There's actually only Oh, I didn't notice anything in the... That had continuity the... problems. None of the ones we watch have continuity problems. Mm -hmm. uh, Looper, actually, I should bring that up, does have... Major continuity problems. It's not a time um, loop movie. <laughs> I know, I know. But even as a time travel movie, yeah, um, you know, there's some issues with it. But um, yeah, Blood Punch has got a, a major, major time continuity problem. So if that matters to you, then that will bug you. I think uh, it does. It does. It's, it's not crazy always because it won a bunch of awards. I don't yeah. know why. Did it? Damn. I don't know yeah. why. I like, like that. I thought like a half a dozen. Hmm. Blood Punch, really? Okay. Austin Film Festival, Dances with Films. 
I haven't seen Lights this movie in a long time. So. Hoboken International Film Festival, New Orleans. It's very indie, and it feels yeah, very indie. It's very indie and, for sure. You know, it's not the worst I've seen, like you know, from the all the movies I've watched. But I didn't think it was extraordinary. Like I don't think it brought anything to the genre. You know, but if you want to like see people getting killed a lot, that, that's another good one. You know, <laughs> lots of death. Uh, any other ones you would suggest before we head off? Uh, sure. Uh, well, there was the one that uh, David uh, recommended, uh, One Minute Time Machine. That's on YouTube. Uh, I think that one's great. You could, um, now, here's the thing, then, because they're not reliving the same. It, well, that's maybe. I the, know, but. The thing. It's very short, though, which makes it great. Very short. Yeah. It's short and, and it's, it's very cute. sweet. It's very yeah. sweet. We'll put yeah, it in our show notes. How about that? So sure. people can watch it. Um, but then we were talking <laughs> about Kurtwood Smith. There is a. Um, I think at some point HBO was doing like a thing where they were doing these 30 minute movies or something. Anyway, it's impossible to find, but this one episode is called uh 1201 PM. Now you gotta be careful because there, this short story was also made as a movie in the nineties, just called 1201. So the one you're looking for, is only a half hour long and it stars Kurt Woodsmith. And I did find a copy on YouTube. Unfortunately, the only place you can find it, but the one you're looking for is 1201 PM. And uh, it's, Nothing original. I mean, after all that we've watched, you know, like it's it's just the guy discovering that he's in the time loop. But Kurtwood Smith is just so so he's good. So good he's at just, everything. Yeah. Send it to me. I'll it put was, in the show was notes. Nominated for an sure. Academy Award for short film. Damn. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Uh, one other one that's sort of interesting if you're in the time loop headspace is Arc A R. Eric Hugh from Netflix, movie? yeah. Yes. Oh I my about the god, movie. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, it's that one got is Green Arrow's little cousin. Yeah, that one is interesting because it, it, it does brother. do something slightly different oh. in that the consciousness uh, starts to spread. That's the sort of the interesting element of it. Originally, it's just like all these other time loop movies is one person who knows he's in a loop. But it, it starts to infect other characters and that which alters the loops further and further. So... It's uh, interesting from that perspective. I don't think it's amazing. It's a pretty sheet movie. It's a it's a what do you call it? Like bottle it. movie because I enjoy it. Miles. But I I think it's worth mentioning because it's you know again from the list of movies I've watched, it's uh, it was good. It was decent. And it's understandable um, to think Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell are brothers because they look so much alike, but they are first cousins. Crazy, crazy. Um, I know that so, they had. Uh, was this one of the films that they tried to put together for a long time, or was that a different one? I remember uh, there was this code eight. Another code one. eight. Code eight is yeah. the one. Never mind. I don't think I watched code eight. I don't think I, don't I watched know. it either. Is it out? I'm sure it's out. Yeah, it's been out for two, like two years. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Are there any time loop movies we missed? If you're down in Twitch, let us know. Or I guess you could just send us a message on one of our many social medias. We are everywhere. Also, all the infos in the post credits. Uh, Steve, thank you for making this list. It's awesome. Um. And you're, you're all the them. extra stuff that now I have to watch. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be back in two weeks talking about something. We're not sure yet. We'll figure it out. But we'll we'll always be back. Um, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Hawk, for coming on. Uh, I'm Eric. We are Geeks with Kids, and we have done this. Goodbye. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at Geeks with Kids. Follow us on Twitter at Geeks with Kids CN. Check out our pics on Instagram at Geeks with Kids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment? 
This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.